You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode. So happy to be talking to you on a beautiful day, at least one for me as I look out and peer into the city of Chicago. We're still having warm weather. I'm very thankful for that because, you know, eight months out of the year, we just don't get it here. But enough of the small talk. Let's talk about what we're talking about today. On today's episode, what are we talking about? We're talking about texting. I want to give a little PSA, something I've, I've brought up before, but every time I talk about this with a current client, it makes me feel like maybe I'm just not getting the message out there as strongly as I could be because I want to be telling you how texting should be used. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to answer some questions because people have been emailing questions and I've been answering these questions here on the podcast. Of course, if you have a question, you can email me too, trip at tripadvice.com. And what happens is I will then put the question here on the podcast. If you want to know what kind of questions get here on the podcast, well, you're going to get a good idea right now. Ones that are a little bit more thorough, ones that are kind of describing in detail what your situation is. And then, of course, I'm here to help you. And the more details, the better. Honestly, I, you, know, you can't write too much. I mean, if it's you know 3,000 words, that's one thing. But I think, again, you'll get the idea as we go through some of our questions. All you have to do is email me podcast question. You put that in the subject line and then send it to trip at tripadvice.com with your question in the body, and I will answer it here on the podcast. But before we go into the Q&A, let's talk about texting in terms of building attraction. All right, so I know I might sound like a broken record here, but so be it. So be it. I have to I have to really let you guys in to really fully understand what texting is all about. You've heard me say this before, that texting is all about trying to get the girl to meet up. Now I'm working with a coaching client and and he's pushing back a little on this, and that's fine. You can I understand, you know, you don't have to blindly believe everything I tell you to do. There should be questions as to why, but but there's a little bit of pushback here in the sense that he is still convinced, he's still convinced that when you are talking to a girl over text, that there is some way to get her more interested in you because he's done it in the past. Well, at least he thinks he's done it in the past by being funny or being clever. And so I said, okay, listen, go ahead, you know, write some text messages. Let me see what you're talking about. And he wrote me the text messages and I had to explain to him that the way that he's coming off could be funny but it's hard to understand his jokes and his comedy through text. And that's not just him. That's anybody. Even if I were to do my type of comedy over text, it might also not come through. That's because we're reading text messages in our own voice, right? When you're reading something, you read it in your own voice. So you're kind of making up as you read the text message, the tone of what the other person is trying to, to communicate. So that means that there is a lot of room for error when you're writing a text to a girl, trying to be witty, trying to be funny, maybe trying to be sarcastic. And, and I get it. That's sometimes what emojis are used for. But even then, that doesn't necessarily solve the problem. So what we're saying here is that texting can get really gray, right? You just you don't always know how to interpret it. And so I don't want anyone to try to commit to being 
funny and witty and building attraction over text because most of the time it can fail you. But even the other end of this is that it's not only that it can fail you, but it also doesn't really work, or at least it doesn't even come close to working as well as building attraction in person. And so my client says to me, listen, I'm a funny guy and I'm witty. And and I said, okay, listen, that's great. Bring that to the conversation in person. Don't bring that to text messaging. You don't want to bring that to text messaging because that is not going to do anything for you. You're not going to be able to build attraction over text. Now, here's what building attraction could look like over text. If she already likes you, if she already likes you, so if there's already attraction built after you guys have been hanging out for many, many dates, then maybe you can send something that might be kind of funny or witty and she already gets to know you and that can maybe get her to like you a little bit more only because she's already excited to hear from you. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't get her interested in you based off of, a, of an initial interaction that you might have in person or especially on dating apps because dating apps, all you're doing is meeting over text. So it's not going to do much for you. And then in person, that quick interaction, that's where intrigue and some attraction is built. And the text messaging, it doesn't push you that much further. So my point here is that you have more to lose. You have more to lose here if you're trying to get really witty and crafty with those messages. And so I'm here trying to tell you, make this easy for yourself. That's the hard way to do things. Make this easy for yourself. And understand that the reality is, is that all you need to do for texting is get her to meet up with you because she's already made her decision. The texting is not something that's going to make her waver, right? It's not going to make her go, well, you know, okay, you know, and now I will meet up with him because that was a funny text. That's not how it works. Okay, we were not built as humans to become attracted over text messages. We become attracted when we, when we are in person, when we're really in front of someone and experiencing them as a whole, in person, in front of them, not over text. So again, the big point here is she's already made her decision. And now all you have to do is make it easy for her. In fact, even give her the out. You know, if, she's, if you're texting her and she's kind of going back and forth with you, not able to commit to a plan, I would even throw this kind of semi-Hail Mary text out and say, hey, no worries. If you're not interested, just let me know, right? Something like that. So you can give her the, yeah, no, I'm not interested or the, no, 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 I am interested, which puts her on the spot, okay? So make sure that all texting is based on the idea of getting her to meet up with you. It can be pretty bland, pretty boring, okay? It can just be, hey, when are you free to meet up for a drink? Hey, when are you free for a FaceTime? Hey, we should catch up sometime this week. When are you free for a drink? Whatever it may be. But anything related to just getting her to meet up. Because also, we want to filter for women who have a high interest in you, right? We don't, we don't want to be sitting here all day trying to be over-analytical or coordinate text message to such an extreme degree when, in fact, this is not going to do anything, right? So... You don't want to be too over-analytical about the things that you're writing because you're just going to be most likely wasting your time. Whenever I've seen this for myself or for other clients that I work with in the coaching program, it always comes down to just asking her out. Because there's been times when, you know, I've let it slide a little bit, especially for this client I'm working with now to, you know, just, okay, let's work on some text messages. Okay, you can throw your witty thing in there, but I'm always trying to kind of come back to at least, you know, getting her to be asked out. And at the end of the day, it always comes down to her 
saying yes or no. And it's always just that simple yes or no based on you asking her out and setting a date. Now, my client, and I do hope he's listening here, is really trying to not be too assertive. It may seem like it comes off aggressive, but really it doesn't if she's interested. If a woman is interested in you, she's going to be not feeling like you're being assertive if you're just asking her out. She's going to think more, okay, this guy is giving me an opportunity to go out with him and he cuts to the chase. And let me tell you something, a lot of women complain about that, that men don't cut to the chase more often. Trust me, I hear this all the time, all the time. I have my ear to the ground here, always talking to different women, always getting opinions and thoughts and and experiences. And, And when guys don't cut to the chase, it creates them to be less interested. So it's all about getting them to agree or to say, no, I'm not interested in you. That's what we want. That's all we're looking for. Because don't you want at the end of the day, like in an ideal world, wouldn't it be just the best if you met a girl and you text her to meet up and then she agreed to say yes? Like that's the best, right? Not having to text all day and all day and all day and trying to figure out and overanalyze. Like it doesn't work. You don't need it. It's a waste of time. So let's just get past all the nonsense and filter for the women who are super interested. The ones that are going to go, he asked me out, yes, I'm in. And then boom, you set up the date. And boom, you're on a date with her. Because isn't it better to have someone in person instead of a text buddy? If you want a text buddy, by all means, this is your life and it's your time spent. So if you want to do that, fine. But if any of you listening are interested in just meeting up with the girl and taking this to an in-person interaction, which I assume is most of you, then the way is just to skip all the nonsense and go right for asking them out and try to get out of your head that there is a way to get her intrigued and attracted and interested in you over text, even if you are a witty person or a good writer or good with words or whatever it may be. Don't waste your time. That's the big key here too. I'm trying to teach you guys to do this in a more efficient process. If you overanalyze and you try to craft the perfect text, I don't know, maybe it gets 5% more results, but then you've wasted more time. So I say filter fast, plenty of women out there to be with, and then just go for it. All right, let's go ahead and go into some questions. I think I have said my piece. Of course, if you're interested in doing coaching with me, you need help. All you need to do is go to coachedbytrip.com. You can read that page there, get a little information on coaching and see some of the results that guys have gotten through the coaching process. And then you can go ahead and apply to work with me and we can be working together one-on-one. So apply by filling in the application as thorough as possible so I can get to know exactly what's going on with you. And then I will reach out to you. Again, coachedbytrip.com is the URL so you and I can work together. Go check it out right now, coachedbytrip.com if you're interested in getting faster results and working with me in a coaching program instead of trying to piece it all together yourself, which I know can take a long time. And sadly, in some cases, maybe not at all. So if you want to make sure that you're getting some guaranteed results in your dating life, coachedbytrip.com. Let's go into questions. Here we go from Blade Runner. He says, hello, Trip. I listen to your podcast and learn a lot from you. First, I want to thank you for sharing your information with us from Poland. And I want to ask about a question about dormitory life at the university. I'm a person who decided to break his cycle and socialize. I am new at the dormitory and there is still one month for university to start. What would your suggestions be on how to socialize 
and be invited at rooms and of course meet girls at these meetups. Every room has their own kitchen, so there's almost no routine public space to meet people. There are public spaces, but almost nobody goes there. It feels terrible to be apart from all these room meetups. If you could answer this on a podcast or make a podcast of this topic, it would help a lot. Thank you, Blade Runner. Okay, so here's how you do it. Here's the very quick answer. The way that you're going to be able to get invited to one of these rooms is not by trying to get yourself invited. It's by inviting other people to your room. So if I'm trying to understand here the dynamic, right? And by the way, for all those of you listening who are not in university, this is something called reciprocity. And this still works in other cases. Inviting other people to things that you're doing is going to build what's called, I would say, value in in other people's eyes, which makes them want to reciprocate and invite you to stuff. Doesn't work 100% of the time, but it works quite well. Uh, You'd be very shocked, okay? So the idea here, Blade Runner, is you want to start meeting people as much as you can in the hallways, wherever you can, in the elevators, start conversations, and just start inviting people to your room, okay? Start having, I don't know, the drinking age in Poland is probably 18, so you know, just drink responsibly here, but you know, inviting people for a pre-drink, inviting people to come hang out in your area, again, whatever that looks like. So if no one's in that public space, well, then, of course, you're not going to barge in other people's rooms, but you might be meeting people at campus. You might be meeting people in the lobby of your dormitory. Wherever you can meet people, start conversations and just invite them to come hang out with you any night of the week. Say, hey, yeah, just meet new people. Come on over. You should come for a drink. Come tonight. I'm room you know, 34 or whatever it may be. So that's going to be the best way, inviting people to your space so then they can start inviting you to their space. And then also, if you have people in your space and people are like, oh, what's going on? Like, This guy must be cool. He's hanging out with people. Things are going on. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe I want to invite him over because he's obviously having a good time. So there you go. That's my answer for you, Blade Runner. Get some reciprocity in there. Invite people to your space. This one is from Vedran. He says, Dear Trip, the thing has... The thing. The thing that has been on my mind for some time now is how to have a difficult conversation with my girlfriend. She's a bit chubby and doesn't like working out. She has mild asthma, mild reactive tachycardia. I don't know if I said that right. Looks like you spelled it right though. Tachycardia and chronic sinusitis with polyps. What bothers me more than all these health issues is her approach to health. I hear her complain about her health, but I don't see her doing anything to try and get better. I tried telling her that if she starts working out after a couple of months, she will lose weight develop better circulation, and might not even need meds. This is my guess as hope as an MD. But she doesn't work out and is less industrious than me. She has a lot of qualities and virtues. She has a similar worldview. She's open-minded and there is no drama because we know how to communicate. These are the reasons why I want to invest in this relationship. I don't know how to have a conversation with her about the things that I wish her to change. Thank you in advance, Vedran. All right, there's a lot to say on this. So I'm going to start off with the obvious, but still important to say, Understand that you have no power in making or forcing someone to change. Okay. You only have what I would call inspiration, but you can't make someone change, right? They have to feel inspired to do it. So having a conversation looks like it's not working. Looks like you guys have already talked about this and she's still not doing anything about it. So you can't make her change. You don't have the power to make her change. But what you can do is be a person who is doing the industrious things that you are doing, 
and working out. You can continue to invite her to the things that you're doing. Some people don't like to be pushed. Most people don't. So it might be hard to be like, hey, you should do this. You should do this and kind of shooting her, right? You should, you should, you should. But instead doing things and hoping that you inspire her to come with you. That's my best advice and what I believe to be, I I would imagine, the only advice to get her to do something like that. Now, here comes a little bit of the tough love here. So this is the problem, is people go into relationships. And by the way, I'm guilty of this too in past relationships where we see so many wonderful qualities, right? Just like you said here, she's got a lot of qualities and virtues, but there's this one thing, right? But however, this one thing is pretty important. And if she's not trying to get better and you've tried, you've had some conversations with her, maybe even tried to inspire her by doing these things yourself, well, you might be stuck with someone who's going to be this way. And you can't be in a relationship with someone who you're trying to change. You have to be in a relationship with, with, with someone who you accept fully. I'll say that again because it's very important. You need to be in a relationship with someone who you accept fully. And you have to be okay with the fact that she might never get these health issues fixed, that she might continue to remain chubby. She might continue to have these problems, right? Asthma, sinusitis, that other word that you said here, which I'm not a doctor, so it was hard to understand and read out loud, tachycardia. So you have to understand that that might be the reality. And so the question I have for you is, are you okay with that reality? Vedran, are you okay with the reality? And if you're not, you might want to consider leaving. And you might want to tell her why. So it won't be something of a ultimatum, although it sounds like one, but it is just your truth. Your truth is, hey, listen, you don't seem to be doing anything to be getting better. There are options for you. It doesn't make me feel very good to be in a relationship with someone who's not trying to take care of themselves. So I don't know if this relationship is going to work out. That's what you could say to her. So you said in your, in your email here, but I don't know how to have a conversation with her about things that I wish her to change. I would just say that. Tell her how it's making you feel. That she's not getting better. She's not bettering herself. And by the way, not that you need this from me, but I should just tell you, it's a very valid concern. I would say any concern is valid, but this one is, is pretty big, right? It's, it's so valid that you really should have no guilt whatsoever by telling her that this is not working in the relationship for you and that you don't want to see her deteriorate. And if she gives you any kind of guilt of like, well, you don't love me and say, no, I I do love you. I love these qualities about you, but this is hard for me. And I can't just sit here watching you all the time, not trying to help yourself, even though I've tried to give you advice and there's things out there for you to do and that it's bringing you down. Again, I think this is completely valid. And I think that you should be saying these things to her or not. You can just, maybe you love the other qualities and virtues of her and maybe you can accept this fact. But if you can't, if you are not able to come to the terms that you might be dealing with this in your entire relationship, then I urge you to have this conversation. Because let me tell you something, it's going to go downhill pretty fast either way. Again, not trying to be completely negative bearer of bad news, but this is just how it is. This seems to be such a big deal to you to the point where you you reached out and you emailed me about it. So it's clearly a big, big hurdle for you. So my point here is, is that even though there's some qualities that you really like about her, 
that doesn't mean you need to stay with someone who is not able to fix themselves or just being more broad. You know, there's this doesn't have one quality that you're that's very important to you that you're looking for in a woman. This is why I have the three non-negotiables. And of course, sometimes you get into a relationship with the woman has all the non-negotiables you're looking for, and then things change. Well, if things change on her end, things might have to change on your end. So, Vedran, I I would really think deep down if this is someone you want to be with. Of course, like I said, try to give it another shot. See if you can put yourself out there enough to inspire her to want to get better. But it sounds like you've already done that. And if you already have, then it might be the conversation you want to have with her regarding the fact that this might not work for you. And think about finding someone else who does have all the qualities you're looking for, not just a few. Just a few is not a reason to be in a relationship. Let's keep this party rolling here. Here is another question from Randy. Hi, Trip. My name is Randy. I'm a 47-year-old man who is currently separated and seeking legal advice for a divorce. I just wanted to thank you for your podcast. I actually just found it, but have been listening all the time and that my self-confidence is shot. My question is, I've been with the same woman for 25 years and it seems so much has changed as far as dating. Has it? Or is it because I have been out of it for so long? Also, I have no idea where to even start to meet anybody. I mean, I'm 47, so I'm not really a club guy. Bars are okay, but usually they are not alone. And the gym, well, they want to work out and not be bothered by guys looking for a date. So I ask you, where do I go? Listening to your podcast and doing the things I'm doing is rebuilding my self-confidence. Thank you. Well, Randy, actually, you've come in a good time here because there's a podcast that maybe you've already listened to because it's going to be released before this one that helps guys with divorce. It's my whole guide to dating during and after a divorce. So I'm sure you're going to see that pop up and go, oh my God, this one's for me, which it, it is. I didn't know it was going to be for you, but it is for you. So you're going to want to listen to that and that's going to help you out. But I want to still answer this question because I'm aware that not everyone listens to every single episode and there might be guys out there listening right now who are divorced as well. But let me tell you something. The advice I'm about to give you, for anyone out there, just understand that I'm about to give advice to Randy, but this is still advice that can be really used for anyone who is single and looking to date. It's not going to be too much different for 47-year-old Randy than it is for you, 28-year-old uh, Bob and 35-year-old Jim, okay? So this is all for you. Basically, it's very simple. Simple, but, but challenging at times, but simple. Simple in the sense where it's, it, this is the formula. You need leads. You need places to meet women, and you need to then convert those leads into dates. So where are the places that you can go? Yes, there's clubs. I know that clubs is not the place for you, but let me just go through all of them, right? Clubs, meetups, bars, just walking around outside, you know, local grocery store, your butcher shop, if you go there, where else? Uh, maybe anywhere in your hobbies. And then of course, there's online. So women that you can meet and date are online and they're all over different spots in your town, which I just listed just a second ago. So I understand you're 47, you're not going to go to a club. If I were 47 too, I probably wouldn't want to go to a club either. And, uh, and But I, I wouldn't necessarily take out the option for bars. There are some bars like lounges that are really nice that older men and older women do go to, right? I don't, I don't know exactly where you live. Maybe you live in a bigger city where there's hotel bars and that's a great place to start a conversation with some women and they go there too to meet, to meet men such as yourself. So Really, it's going to be up to you, but I would say 
the more options, the better. So the most places that you can go to is going to be the best for you. So don't be too, too picky. Again, I understand not going to a crazy club where you're 47, there's a bunch of 22-year-olds and it's just completely out of your element. But there are lots of places in your town and you just have to go find them. They're all over. Just go to Google Maps, type in bars, type in hotspots, look. Even, even Google best places to meet women in and then your city and then places might come up. You never know what would pop up and be open-minded to going out and taking time to go out and do approaches and meet women, right? It's something that you can do. Of course, you're learning some of those skills here on the podcast. I have my Hooked course, which I highly recommend that you get that takes you from ground zero all the way to the point where you're getting dates with women and learning how to approach them. And then of course, there's coaching that's an option for you too. But understand that you're going to have to put yourself out there, learn how to approach women, and you're going to have to do it slowly. And I get it. You've been with the same woman for 25 years. So it's going to be very, very outside of your comfort zone. But remember, it's only outside of your comfort zone because you haven't done it for 25 years. So basically what you're saying is, is that you haven't done something for a long time. So it's going to be a little bit strange to go out there. So what do you need to do? You need to do the opposite. You got to put time into it. The more time you put into something, the more comfortable it's going to be, right? You haven't gone to a bar or you know, even talked to a woman in a grocery store that you thought was cute. But then I tell you to do it every day for a month. It's not going to be so strange anymore, is it? Because now you're doing it. So we need to change the timeline here and start getting you to do the things that are uncomfortable. And then of course, why I don't need to go too in-depth is the idea of online dating, right? So online dating, of course, is going to be a great option for you as well. Meeting women online, getting yourself the best pictures possible, going to a photographer, getting pictures, and filling out a, a really intriguing and interesting bio, which by the way, if you need help with that, I have another program on that called Online Domination. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to get your hands on that as well, because that's going to help you set up the profile and know what pictures to do and give you a whole messaging sequence to use. So that's it. That's what you do. And the fact that you're already building your self-confidence, this is great. You're building your self-confidence. Now let's take that to the next level because confidence comes from competence. So in order to build your confidence, you want to become competent. In order to become competent, you need to put time into the thing that you want to do. If I want to become confident playing guitar, I'm going to play the guitar. If I want to be confident meeting women, I got to meet women. I got to go out. I got to talk to women. I got to put myself out there. I got to go on a lot of dates. That's going to be the real key to rebuilding your confidence. So I know that I gave you a kind of a long-winded answer and your, your simple question was, so I ask, where do I go? Everywhere. Anywhere that women are, that's where you're going to go. Okay? The more women there are in a place, the better. That's why I always do recommend going to populated areas to do approaches, downtown areas. You can go to a yoga class or you know, you can even approach at the gym, but you're not going to get your reps in. And I don't mean reps like working out. I mean reps as in approaches. You're not going to get your reps in if you're going to places and only be able to have a few conversations. That's why a lot of guys in the coaching industry and the pickup industry, they always say, you know, clubs, clubs, clubs. They're not too wrong on that. The reason is, is because you can get a lot of reps and there's a lot of women to be met there. You can really build your skill set. Again, you don't have to go to a club to do that. You can find those numbers elsewhere in the places that I mentioned. Randy, hope this helps. And of course, hopefully you, you already listened to the most previous episode, I think right before this one that actually talks more in depth about it. So there you go. Thank you for listening. Glad that the podcast is helping you.
Just a reminder, guys, if you want your question answered, email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question and I'll be here to answer them for you. Okay, last question. Let's go into this from Johan Dominguez, or maybe it's Johan, but I think it's Johan. Either way, let's get into it. He says, hello, Trip. I've been listening to your podcast and learned a lot about talking to girls, but I have this situation and don't know what to do. There's this girl I work with. I did everything I could to seduce her and we kissed at a party and it was amazing. But she has a boyfriend that lives in another country and I have my open relation with a girl for seven years. The three of us became good friends and I'm totally honest with them both. But the girl I work with doesn't want any romantic relationship. I wish I had some sound effects here just on cue where I would be like a big buzzer like, eh, like we don't want relationships with women at work. Okay, let's continue. He says, the thing is I still want her and can feel that she wants me too. I respect her decision to stay friends, but my dream is to have this amazing woman in my life like another open relationship. I'm being patient, keep making her laugh, get to know her more, touch her slightly, compliment her, and keep meeting women and building my business. But is there another way to do it? Thanks for your time, and I look forward for your response. Best regards, Johan Dominguez. Okay, Johan, so let me just see if I can understand here. You are in another open relationship, so you're still dating other women. That's what you said. I have my open relationship with a girl for seven years. Okay. And there's this girl that you work with that you guys kissed at a party and you really like her, but she doesn't want anything romantic. And on top of all this, she she has a boyfriend. Okay, she has a boyfriend. That's what you said. She has a boyfriend that lives in another country. So first of all, I really would not get locked into the drama of a girl who's got another significant other who has a boyfriend. Really just a bad idea for you. Something you would really want to avoid at all costs not being at all entangled with someone who has a boyfriend. You're kind of, you're hitting both of the red flags here. So you're doing that. Plus, I would not be entangled with someone at work. You're just looking for trouble. And you're practicing really the opposite of what would be an abundance mindset. You're practicing a scarce mindset, thinking that this is your dream to have this amazing woman in your life. Stop thinking that way. Yes, I understand you really like her. You are not practicing abundance and this is causing you to, to really hurt yourself in the long run by taking one woman and putting her so far on a pedestal. So I guess we're doing three bad things here. And again, tough love, right? One, pedestal. Two, coworker. Three, she's in a relationship. Four, she's clearly not interested in you. So I'll tell you this much. I don't think you should be going for her. I just don't think you should be going for her. Now, I know that you're thinking, well, that doesn't answer my question. Well, I can answer your question here and you can use this if you'd like, but I warn you, I warn you, I warn you. I would not go through with this. And maybe you just have to learn that lesson for yourself and me saying this over the airwaves won't do much for you. But really, again, I would stay away. But what's the best way to do this? It's not by giving her more attention. It's actually by doing the opposite, starting to ignore her, which is going to A, you know, be good for you in the long run anyways, because maybe it just will push her away. But it could be actually get her more interested in you, ignoring her, not giving her the time of day and not showing any more interest. And then her going, wait, what happened to Johan? What happened? What happened to Johan? Why isn't he giving me attention anymore? And then here she is coming, crawling back. I hope that you choose to do this out of 
understanding that you shouldn't be with her, but you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. I gave you the warnings and who knows, maybe she starts to come back and, and you fall for her and then you get involved in the drama. Plus, man, I'm confused. You're already in an open relationship. You're meeting other women. You're, you said that here. You keep meeting women. You're building your business. Great. Keep doing that. Why don't you find a woman that is actually interested in you, one that you don't have to try to convince or put so much effort into just because she has a few good qualities. You should know better than anyone, being in that you're in an open relationship and doing a lot of dating, that there's lots of women out there and that we shouldn't be putting anyone on a pedestal. I want to thank everyone who wrote in today. Great questions. And I do appreciate the detail here. Sometimes people write in and I have to, you know, say that ah, I wish there was a little bit more detail, but really great questions on this episode. So thank you all for writing and, and asking your questions and being thorough because that helps me give you the best advice possible. Of course, again, I know I've repeated myself several times, but just in case I am answering a lot of questions now on the podcast. And I want to be able to help as many of you as possible. So I'm here to answer your questions. Email me trip at tripadvice.com with any questions that you have. And we'll get your questions answered here in the podcast. And I have to say, doing a pretty good job lately of really keeping up with it. So hopefully when you ask a question, it will not be months and months before I get to answer it here on the podcast. So email me. And if you need more help and emailing your questions, it's just not enough for you. Then you can go to coachedbytrip.com and you can apply to work with me. So then you and I can work together closely and getting you faster results in your dating life. Do not hesitate if you feel that you really want to put this part of your life in big priority, then this is the time for you. Go to coachedbytrip.com. That link is in the show notes. So you can easily click on that and then hop on over to the application page. I'd love to work with you. All right, let's uh, wrap it up here. Thanks everyone for listening. Really, really enjoyed talking to you all today and giving you the best help possible. I'll see you on the next episode.